As darkness falls across the land, bad TV is close at hand. Glenn Larson comes to seal your doom. This podcast now becomes your tomb. Your body shakes, your body rocks, you're stuck inside the idiot box. It's Halloween! (laughs) It's Halloween and I'm a Dracula! Don't I sound like a Dracula? Don't do this. Why? Is that not how we start the episodes? (laughs) Can we just start one episode when you're not doing a Dracula impression? (laughs) Blitz the 18! It's a Halloween special! (laughs) Ah. Alright, I thought that was going to work. Yeah. I was wrong. You were wrong. All right, here we but go. The energy was great. Well, I'm going to try to do it again if you don't cut me to fuck off. <laughs> That's what Jeff calls an error. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cocksucker. Dracula does not compute. Why do you call him Dracula? It's like <laughs> Dracula. He always does call him Dracula. You say, <laughs> I bet you think his name is Walter Mathau. Is that right? Is that how you pronounce it, you highfalutin prick? <laughs> that's the snooty way we said stuff in Midwest theater college. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Take it ha- easy. Harvard on the Ohio. I'll have you know. <laughs> Lower that pinky, will you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. Oh, shit. It's the Inside the Idiot Box Halloween special. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> shit got scary. Shit got scary really quick. Um, we decided to do a Halloween special because you know what? It's that time of year. And uh, we figured we could find the scariest guest for our podcast with the scariest episode of television that relates to Halloween. <laughs> and we um, we failed miserably because we didn't get either of those things. Uh, this episode, uh, of course, as always has our good friend Jeff Griffith. Hello. Josh Parker. Hello. Scotty Berklin. Bleh. Uh, and our guest today. Special guest. Very special guest. You may know him from the Kill by Kill podcast. You may know him as a great writer for television. You, and, and you do stuff for movies too, or is it just TV? On the occasion, about 5% of my biz. Is, on, <laughs> is movies too. I know him... Um, from life as my friend, it's Patrick Hamilton. Hello, Yay! Patrick. <laughs> greetings and salutations. And of course, most of those greetings and salutations go to my friend, Dennis. Oh, that's right. It's me, Dennis. I'm a yeah. part of this podcast, too. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we, we decided we should do a Halloween special because it is Halloween. And uh, we reached out to Patrick because he does the Kill by Kill podcast. He knows from Scary. Who better to pick? Yeah, exactly. And, and this... Um, this episode of television was was what, Patrick? What did you pick first? Uh, I picked the episode uh, one and two of the second season of the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew Mysteries, where the Hardy Boys, quote unquote, meet Dracula, which is either a big giveaway or a giant fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go doesn't go uh, three ways. <laughs> no, nope. I, I, I feel like we'll learn on this one. It, it's both. Yeah, if that's possible can't all those things be true and and so what's what's the special thing about this episode of hardy boys other than the fact that they're meeting dracula um uh, well i i think uh, the greatest alpo salesman of all time lauren green is also involved <laughs> and as you as and as you know he plays nancy drew all yes. right so <laughs> Very sexy. Very sexy. No, Lauren Green is in it. Lauren Green uh, from what? Battlestar Galactica? 
Yes. Uh, Adama, the original Adama. The original. He also was uh, in Bonanza, which I believe Andy Daly called a story about a 50-year-old man and his three 45-year-old sons. <laughs> uh, great TV show. Uh, what else has he done? He's, uh, he's Brooklyn pronounces it Bonanza. Yes, Bonanza. <laughs> Bonanza. <laughs> Peanut butter and banana. Um, and uh, but of course, I was talking about Nancy Drew. So this is a crossover episode between the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. Yeah, I mean Pamela Sue Martin. I, I'll be honest with you. I remembered two things about yeah. this particular episode of television, which might be my first TV memory. Was this one? was that monsters danced as Paul Williams sang. <laughs> that, <laughs> like, that is seared into my memory hole. Yeah. And the other one is Pamela Sue Martin's mere existence. She, she's one of those people I, that I knew the name and saw her face. And I'm like, the, the two don't go together for me. I have no, <laughs> it's not no like memories. peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah. So watching love boat, watching anything that she was on, have no memories of her and this episode really explained to me why that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a youngin, and it meant something to me at the time. I also, uh, in, in my memories believed this was the episode in which the Hardy boys get trapped in the, uh, flash flood in old Mexico on the universal <laughs> bank lot. That is not the case. That is the episode of return of the Hollywood phantom, which I think is like four <laughs> episodes later. Oh. So, <laughs> So, well, my, my I, did, did they do they have Paul Williams in that one as well? Because he was yes. Phantom right. of the Paradise, so it would make sense. He, you know, once you're in the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew universe, the <laughs> HBNDU, <laughs> you know, you, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably coming back over and over and over again. Unless Paul is owned by Sony, and then it mm-hmm. has to be a special agreement when they cross over. Mm-hmm. License. So you, so Patrick, you watched it did for, for Jeff, Dennis and Josh, did you watch the show? Cause I have, I, I, to my best recollection, I did not. I watched the show. I don't have vivid specific memories of any of the episodes or anything or the, but I, I remember watching the show and it being on and it's possible. It was just my parents maybe were watching it. Yeah. I'll be honest. I barely watched the show in preparation for this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I didn't it, it wasn't watch it easy. this time. Yeah, this was a little bit before my time, I think. And it, I didn't get this the first time around. What are you saying, Josh, that we're old? He's just saying no. that you're older than him. <laughs> well, that's and that's true. Somehow he managed to watch Star Wars, though. So yes. that's fine. Whatever, how Josh. About, how about the books? Did you guys read the books? Nope. I, did, I don't believe I read the books either. I haven't even read a book, much less a Hardy <laughs> Boys book. <laughs> Which is how I, Berkland pronounces a book. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> I believe uh, it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, well, I'll tell you what, if you're not familiar with the Hardy Boys and Nazi Drew, Jeff, why don't you tell us about the Hardy Boys? Well, the Hardy Boys were, and I guess continue to be, popular young adult mystery book series. It debuted in 1927, and their female co- counterpart, Nancy Drew, appeared by 1930. And in the last 90 plus years, there have been cartoons, comics, multiple TV series, video games, and a bevy of merchandise. And I myself may have owned a Hardy Boys lunchbox. But sadly, they have yet to reach the Bill and Ted status with breakfast cereal and a theme park show. But uh, they did get parodied by South Park. Oh, I just started getting a clue. Got a raging clue. (laughs) Jeff didn't even mention all the porn parodies. (laughs) (laughs) The hard hard on boys. (laughs) 
<laughs> I wouldn't call them parodies. I would call them straight adaptations, just adding <laughs> fucking. right. The Hardy Boys slash Nancy Drew Mysteries TV show focuses some episodes on brothers Frank and Joe Hardy and some episodes on Nancy Drew. All three are amateur detectives who investigate mysteries and solve cases no one else seems to be able to. They're teenagers in the book and decidedly not that in the show. No. (laughs) The series ran for three seasons from 1977 to 1979. You guys want to hear the theme song to to the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew Mysteries? Let's hear it. It's pretty kick-ass. Check it out. I do think it's a good theme song. That's it? Yeah, that's, that's all. it. It's over. Just a triangle. <laughs> yo, we, yo. This is like uh, yo, Wendy we. Carlos on the Moog organ here. Ah. It desperately wants lyrics. Well, let's hear some. I cannot do that for you. Improv, go. God doesn't know how to pronounce obvious names. <laughs> That's not how this song goes. What the fuck is Dracula? <laughs> if there's one unifying theme for this sort of opening credits, it's that trying to prove to the audience that books exist. That's, That's right. Book. Yeah. Yes. There's a bunch of and books. Two, that these these boys are going to wear pants that are very tight in the crotch, but very loose at the end. Tonight, ankle. the Hardy That's right. Boys and Nancy Drew meet Dracula. In color, a Quinn Martin production. <laughs> and who's that announcer? Uh, who? I don't know. That fat guy who's like the cheap version of. Uh... No, that's not William Conrad. Yes, it is. No, it's not <laughs> William Conrad. I didn't hear the William Conrad fridge alert. Going I mean, off, this, so it can't be. This is a Glenn Larson production, so it very well could be. <gasps> oh, shit. Maybe you're right. He was the announcer for Buck Rogers. You know, you guys are throwing Glenn Larson around like there's one Glenn Larson when there's a Glenn L and a Glenn A. So get specific. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> what? Wait, what? What? There's more yes. than one? What? Yes. I didn't. Is he a, a clone or? This is breaking news. I believe they're brothers. I have to assume they're, they're brothers. Wait a second. We did no <laughs> research on this. There's two of them. <laughs> I believe this is a Glenn A joint as opposed to a Glenn L. So Battlestar Galactica Larson was known in Hollywood as Glenn Larceny. That's the extent of what I know. (laughs) So Glenn. Okay. So was this the Glenn Larson that did Buck Rogers and Manimal or is this a different Glenn Larson? Whatever is the cheapo Glenn Larson. There's (laughs) There's no one and there's a highfalutin one. So if you get into like, like the Rockford files, that's a Glenn L joint, I believe. And the 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 podunk guy who ended up on a manimal, that's an A. This has to be A. It's blowing my mind. <laughs> the Larsons named both their kids Glenn. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I think that this was Glenn F. Larson. <laughs> I have I have confirmed that this was Glenn A, who was this Glenn totally Larson. Glenn a. A, yeah. Yeah. Who who also gave us inside the idiot box favorite nightman. <sighs> that was that was a Glenn A. Larson. Really? I think the A stands for asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 Glenn L. Larson, did he do Buck Rogers? So now I'm having uh, trouble find, just finding Glenn L. Larson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I may> have, <laughs> did you make this whole thing up, Patrick? my way out of <laughs> Glenn A. was Galactica. He was Knight Rider. He was Nightman. So this is the same. So the Glenn Larson that did the Nancy Boys and Hardy Drew mysteries. Am I saying yeah. that right? Yeah, he's the same right. one that did uh, all the other shows that we 
listened to and yes. hated or watched and we hated. And there may not be a Glenn L. Larson. <laughs> I may have made that up. <laughs> that would be perfectly, uh, wow. perfectly That's fine for this show. the amount of research that we do on Inside yeah, the we're usually Box. full of I, shit. You know what? We, we covered a Quincy M.E. and I swear to, in my notes, I put Glenn L. Larson. That I, I, uh, I fake news myself. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show. Glenn Lalarson. <laughs> That's right. We knew there was a reason we picked you. <laughs> anyway, so that announcer I was think, William Conrad. Hang on. Yeah. Tonight, the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew meet Dracula. Yeah, yeah you can Did hear I the ham sandwich. Let's yeah. say yes. there's a fire yeah. in your house. Would you know what to do? <laughs> Dr. Stephen Chase. I ordered coffee black. <laughs> <laughs> I just love his voice. And he's he's definitely the fool me twice and I, I still keep coming back. Like I hear his voice. I should know immediately I'm about to go into a bad show, but yeah. he's just or somebody's raiding your refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> but he just sounds so goddamn good. Yeah. I'll I'll give it I'll give it that. Glenn Larson, Glenn A. Larson. <laughs> yeah. He uh he knows how to pick announcers. Good stuff right there. So Jeff, this spectacular episode that Mr. Hamilton chose for us, uh, what is it about exactly beyond, you know, they meet somebody, I guess? Wait, I'm sorry, uh, Scott, who do they meet? Dracula. Oh, you did it right this time. <laughs> he was really struggling, though. I was like, <laughs> he had to think about it. <laughs> you, can, you can hear the strain in his vocal cords. You, you, got, you got me in my head now, so. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode... Uh, the Hardy Boys' father goes missing in Transylvania while investigating a series of museum robberies. So Frank and Joe team up for the first time with Nancy Drew to solve the mystery, and you know, meet Dracula. Yeah, yeah. And I know we've uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, I miss the days where you would get the "Here's what you'll see tonight" montage at the beginning of the show. It was like a, yeah. a, a little aperitif before. <laughs> viewing <laughs> and may i say that uh by by the second episode scott will learn to regret that oh yeah. i will yes that that note will come back to bite me in the ass um although this this intro has my all-time favorite moment of the episode which is the announcer saying tonight the hardy boys and nancy drew meet dracula right as frankenstein <laughs> appears behind them <laughs> that is weird and, and that that moment is not in the episode. So they clearly had to stage it. So they knew what they were doing. Yes. Hi, Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, Ray Romano. Oh, come on, Frankenstein. Oh, Simpsons, Ray Romano. <laughs> Frankenstein. Um, so act one. Ooh, world famous private detective Fenton Hardy gets dropped off at a creepy castle and gets knocked out while creeping around that creepy castle. So I'm assuming that he's looking for the painting thief well i mean to be fair you know at at this point the audience doesn't know yeah i wasn't sure what the hell was going on it was just uh how, how long was this scene of him creeping around the castle too long it is seven fucking minutes long no, no dialogue this is no dialogue the establishment of this episode is seven minutes long it is well, so fucking it's getting long. you into the mood of it scott which is it's long. getting me yeah. yeah it's getting me into something <laughs> it's getting you into drawn out sequences that do not pan exactly. out in any sort of revelation or excitement it's getting me into hatred of my life choices it's getting me into heroin so i can take that it'll go faster 
It's a lot of boot shot. Yeah. A lot of boots. Boot shot. Steak knife. <laughs> <laughs> this scene is definitely porn for uh, leather boot fetishes. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it really is. So just to explain, there, there, so, yes, so Fenton Hardy is walking around, creeping around the castle. He, you know, he drops his flashlight uh, on the ground. Um, Luckily, and, there's torches everywhere, though. So. Yes, thank God. He's got. He's, he picks up a torch and lights him. He's walking around, and well, that then, doesn't stop him from taking his time. No, <laughs> like, he's still. No, he's still. No. Yeah, slow it down, Fenton. You don't want to be racing around in the dark here. So uh, he walks very gingerly around this this um, dungeon or whatever the fuck he's in, and uh, there are shots of somebody. You just see from like the shin down these pair of leather boots slowly walking towards Fenton. And this takes about, uh, what, 15, 20 Seven minutes. minutes. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Yeah. Okay, Seven it minutes seems like roughly. a goddamn... Those boots were meant for walking. Slowly. Oh. At a gingerly pace. Yeah. Yes. It is uh, worth pointing out that their dad, who looks uh, suspiciously like Fraser Crane, is voiceover artist Ed Gilbert, who is uh, best known for being Thrust, Blitzwing, and Superion in Transformers. He's also Baloo in Disney's Tailspin series. Oh, which is why they don't allow him to talk in the show. Of course, I was going to say is <laughs> right. the best part about him is is his voice, not his slowly uh, ability to slowly creep around a dark castle. They also arrive in a Volkswagen bug, which I think is going to you know is meant to ease us into some of the Nazi jokes that we encounter <laughs> later on in this show. There was a lot of Volkswagens in this episode. There is an exceptional. It's like they ha- they were sponsored by Volkswagen. <laughs> it's like you couldn't solve any crimes in the seventies without being in a in a van. <laughs> yeah, that's apparently. true. Uh, on their way up to Castle Dracul. Um, <laughs> the guy who was taking him there is complaining about the Dracula Rock Festival, and <laughs> Proto Fraser Crane is like, "Oh, well, it's got to be good for business, right?" It's like, dude, not everything's about money, okay? Sure. Just <laughs> back it off. And I think uh, Patrick also discovered there's a drinking game built yes. into the establishing shots of this episode. Yeah, there, you if you want to uh you're like i don't know if i can remember what castle dracula looks like from a very far away distant shot the show has a great uh cue for you to listen to and i've kept count so far in just this section i believe there are three werewolf howls just out of nowhere there you go oh yeah that's that's the one drink everybody drink (laughs) nothing says dracula like a werewolf (laughs) <laughs> and nobody says Dracula like Scott Berkland. That's right. <laughs> Dracula. Yeah. Dracula. La, 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 la goes on. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Coming up in a bit. All right, I also so then, love the fact that it's not just enough to show the establishing shot of the castle. They have to tell you what month and day it is. Yeah. <laughs> so it, what does it say? It was June 2nd. Yeah. Right. Okay. You so know, good nothing know. tells me we're in Transylvania like the month and date or June 4th <laughs> or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> June 4th. Never forget. June 4th. Excuse me. <laughs> exactly. Yes. All right. So Fenton's walking around the castle for seven minutes and uh, <laughs> boots are following him. And uh, as he's walking down these stone stairs, we assume the boot person like whacks him in the head and he just falls over and, and passes out. And then I think this happens. I'm pretty sure that ended the scene. Everybody drank. And then we move, we move on to swiftly into act two. Oh, act two. Meanwhile, in Paris, the Hardy boys are tracing their. (laughs) 
<laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Well, it, I guess it's not meanwhile. It's probably later. So I, I apologize for that. <laughs> hey, you're right. You fucked that up because it's like two weeks or something, isn't it? <laughs> it's five days. Five days. Whatever. Rest uh. assured, they'll tell us the month and the date. <laughs> true. They do. So important. Anyway, the Hardy Boys are tracing their father's steps when they run into Inspector Stavlin, who is supposed to meet him. The boys find their father's mystery-solving notes that say he was tracking a rich guy named Allison Troy in connection with a bunch of paintings that have been stolen. Ah, so that's why he was creeping around that castle in Transylvania. Sure, why not? I guess. So, as you guys alluded to, it says June 4th on the little, on the little thing that yeah. says the father went missing. Yeah. And in this scene, the boys are like, uh, it's June 9th. We've been looking for him for two weeks. I'm just like, that's Birkeland math. It really is. <laughs> I, I, it's and, all messed and, up. Yeah, I would go a step further and say, even I'm not that bad at math. <laughs> Jeff, the reason it's five days becomes two weeks is because in Europe, the calendar is in metric. Uh, oh, that's it. That yeah, makes sense. I've know. never been able to convert. <laughs> this is also uh, where we learn for the first time that Parker Stevenson is a study in not reacting to anything. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, they're hair actors. Like they show up <laughs> and all the mood oh. and temper and attitude really comes from the hair. The face is kind of a blank slate where you can mm. put yourself into it. I think the, the acting is feathered in this, if that's possible. <laughs> I mean, their hair is goddamn, It's beautiful. It really is perfect. Doop. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is also, uh, we get introduced in this opening to uh, Lauren Green. And yeah. so here's my question. This was a year out from Battlestar launching. So was Larson calling in a favor? Because uh, Lauren Green was established by this point. Um, yeah. Or was this just like, you know, any other casting? My guess is he was on the ABC call list for mm. guest stars. And they're like, I don't have to travel to Europe. Like, Who's on the like, Circus no. of the Stars roster? Pull him. <laughs> they also reveal Lauren Green by you see him from the back and they call out to him. He's he's in uh, their father's room uh, as Inspector Stavlin, like sort of inspecting things because the father is turned up missing and they ask him who he is. And he spins around <laughs> like he's some model on a catwalk in Milan. It's fucking priceless. Yeah, he's very ginger on those heels. Yes. Yeah. Before we move on from that, we need to talk about uh, the, his uh, jacket collar for a second. Yes. And how, and how Burt Reynolds can do a photo shoot on that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, and when we first reveal him, he's got that coat on and the collar is just like this oh, giant you're right. fur collar. Yes. It's huge. You, All the collars are huge in this episode of television. <laughs> yeah. They're so goddamn huge. If you can name a narrow collar, that's even a bigger shout out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're all flaring all the time. How do you get yeah. through doors in those things? That's right a sign know. of a booming economy. That's <laughs> <laughs> how wide the collars are. All flaring all the time. My genitalia. <laughs> oh, oh, gross. No. What? What? Christ sakes. Just, all right. So they thought they it was take, amongst friends. Yeah, but people have to listen to this. And we yeah, want people thought. to feel good <laughs> about this podcast and not, ha you know, have shame for enjoying it because you're disgusting. <laughs> All right, so we're, uh, we're leaving Fenton's room uh, with the inspector and the boys. They're going to go to a cafe to talk more about uh, why 
their dad and Inspector Lauren Green with the big ass collars uh, <laughs> were meeting, supposed to be meeting up in Paris in the first place. Well, first of all, everyone in this scene, including both Hardy boys, have <laughs> the tallest pour of wine on their table. <laughs> it's like someone is pouring deep. All right. Yeah. So, so that might be the reason why no one can say their lines correctly. <laughs> think this is like the sixth or seventh take of the day. Right. Lauren seems to have the, the biggest trouble, but like even Parker Stevenson says like, well, waiting isn't exactly our long suit inspector. It's like, mm, it's not your strong suit. Are we just like freeform jazzing idioms now? What's happening here? Why don't you two boys go back home and wait? I promise you, I will telephone you myself as soon as I know anything. Waiting isn't exactly our long suit, Inspector. <laughs> <laughs> they, what the they were fuck clearly not mean? moving the cue cards fast enough for Lauren. Why don't you two boys go back home and wait? <laughs> Half of it is ADR. You can tell the oh, yeah. tenor changes, but even there, they can't get it right. It's just. It's a mess. No one wants to be involved. Everyone is trying <laughs> racing to get to the studio for their next disco track recording. I'm not sure what's happening. It's not even Lauren Green who says this gem of a line here. Your father was working with Interpol on a case of international importance. A series of spectacular theft paintings which emptied the museums of Europe. The fuck is a theft painting? <laughs> a series of spectacular theft paintings. I... <laughs> Should we cut? No, no, no. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Just, just it's keep good. going. Keep it's going. We're running going. out of film, Lauren. Just That's right. We're burning daylight, Lauren. Interesting no, you, choice. You don't understand. He's he's not an English speaker, guys. He's having <laughs> oh, to. Yeah, no, that's true. How you say theft paintings. Theft paintings. <laughs> of course. You've theft paintings before, right? Hey, and Parker <laughs> Stevenson's no angel. This one, to your point, Jeff, sounded like an airplane joke. Why would our father call you inspector? <laughs> <laughs> kills me who could use a comma <laughs> Parker Stevenson could don't call me inspector uh, why would our father call you inspector it's because I actually am one I don't know this, this is also the scene where we learn how incredibly sharp and learned these hardy boys are yes these two kid detectives are so bright they don't know basic geography so <laughs> so uh the inspector tells him all right i, I we were gonna go uh hunt down uh allison troy because we thought maybe he had something to do with these uh theft paintings and uh he's doing a concert in transylvania and parker stevenson says this did he say transylvania I wasn't aware it really existed <laughs> I thought it was just in storybooks. <laughs> the hell kind of detectives are these? Uh, I don't believe in fingerprints. Is that really a thing? <laughs> okay, so how are they going to get to Transylvania? We'll find out in Act 3. Act 3. The boys join a band called Circus that's going to Dracula's Castle for a festival hosted by Alice and Troy. Ah. They montage all the way to Munich. Boy, do they. Yes, they do. <laughs> So they meet the, the leader of Circus. Who's the leader of the band Circus? Holy shit, it's Bernie Toppin. That's right. Now, it, now Bernie Toppin, I assume, is the first EGOT winner on the show. Or that makes sense. 
it was the robot from Small Wonder <laughs> no. burned to the punch. I'm going to no. guess he's the only EGOT winner <laughs> that's been on the show. Yeah. So yeah. my question is, if Rocket Man taught me anything, it's that, you know, he and Elton had their falling out and they were separated. So was this during the separation? Yeah. Is that what's yeah. going on here? You're just, just like, hey, man, I've been sculpting this chest by doing absolutely nothing and a little cocaine on the side. I'd like to display it on television, please. And ABC's like, have we got the role for you? And the greatest thing about uh, Toppin is they introduce him with a band where, like, they're simply banging on tambourines and playing, like, two chords. They So they've cast what is arguably one of the greatest songwriters of our time. and. They're like, let's introduce him by doing nothing but just banging on a tambourine like it's Davy Jones from the Monkees. Yeah, but the boys are actually pretty impressed with, with well, all they that banger. Yeah. Frank. Not bad, huh? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> hey, you're right, Frank. Oh, that is not bad. bad huh? It was literally nothing. They didn't even sing. I think they were warming up. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could Later they stop that and everyone who's crowded around them who's the same group who crowd around as a mob later in the in the show that's true are all just like oh my god that's heavenly it's like they didn't they didn't play anything Ow. and while i think bernie really is cockney boy is he punching it in this like to the extent <laughs> where dick van dyke is watching it going eh, he's up there a bit laying on too thick buddy Hey, it's me. I'm Bernie Taupin, aren't I? And I'm, I'm in the band Taupin, I am. Right. <laughs> I think this is part of the show where we all attempt to do a Cockney accent. Uh, look hey. at me pecs. Oh. <laughs> They're not bad. Energizer batteries, oi. No, that's Jocko. No? That's about oh, Bernie Taupin. Jocko, <laughs> Jocko, also an EGOT winner. Different person, though. <laughs> yes. Not the same guy. Although Bernie um, is also uh, surprised by Energizer batteries. It's going to surprise you. <laughs> Different reasons, but <laughs> surprised nonetheless. <laughs> Uh, all right, so they uh, they join the Bar- Bernie Topin Topin to- B- Bernie Toupee. They join Bernie Toppin's <laughs> as, band. As Scott Berkland would say, <laughs> Bernie Topol. 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 Dracula. Uh, so they join Bernie's band circus uh, in another VW vehicle, and <laughs> they true. montage all the way from Paris to Munich, singing this really expensive song. Wait, can we afford to actually have this song on our podcast? Oh, shit, you're right. Over it, you, now it's commentary. Okay, okay. good, yes. That's right. So, yeah, there's just scenes of them driving nighttime, daytime, nighttime, daytime, all the way from Paris to Munich, singing the same fucking song. Glenn A. Larson said we paid out the fucking nose for Obladi Oblada and god damn it you're singing the whole song. Yeah dude that was a minute and a half. <laughs> Although the greatest thing about this montage is the camera keeps cutting away to like storefronts and buildings even the yeah. DP is bored by this sequence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you will believe flowers can be in windows. <laughs> <laughs> Act 4. The boys check into their father's reserved hotel room and meet Nancy Drew who was supposed to meet Fenton and compare mystery solving notes. All right, so the boys show up, and uh, they know that their father has a room there. I guess... um, The only thing that you need to know about this scene is there's a couple of Nazis who work at the hotel. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) 
So, Scott, who's the, who is the bellman in this episode? So that takes the bellman in this is a comedic actor named Fritz Feld, who was an actor who was known for like his his shtickle was that he would slap his mouth with the palm of his hand to create a pop sound. So, he'd, you know, he'd go. And so guess what? They don't have him do in this episode. <laughs> So well, apparently occupied by saluting Hitler. Yes, that's right. He did. <laughs> exactly. With his Nazi salutes. I'm going to guess they spent all the money on Obladi Oblada. <laughs> and so they're like, we can afford Fritz Feld, but we can't pay him for doing his, his shit. Yeah. Well, I guess we got to explain the Nazi angle here, but, but he is, well, he's part of it. This interminable gag where in order to try to, you know, search the room, Nancy Drew is trying to book the room and the Hardy boys are trying to book the room with the band. And so each of them keeps telling Fritz Feld, no, this is our room. So I'll tip you to take the other person's bags back down to the lobby, which could have been funny with (laughs) any other editor and any other actors. And it's just fucking painfully interminable. It goes on way too long. Well, because there's many minutes between yeah. the beats of the joke. Yeah, it's not the sort of snappiness that you you know want to see to get any kind of comedic value out of it. Yeah, no, it's not a, a French farce necessarily. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I mean, you can almost feel the stage manager off to the side doing straight <laughs> hand exactly. motion. Oh, totally. Individually filmed scenes. Fritz, some point, Fritz has a bad back. Keep stretching it out. <laughs> Like at some point, someone must have come to Glenn Larson and was like, uh, sir, we have about uh, 20 minutes worth of plot <laughs> for all of part one. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry. I got 10 minutes of baggage waiter business. It's just going to occupy all of that act. So we're covered, baby. I mean, we tried on the intro. We took seven minutes. We just can't take anymore. Let's see. More Nazi business? Yes, of course, Glenn. You're a genius. More Nazi business? But what else can we do? How can Glenn we A. Larson, you've done it again. <laughs> yeah, so Fritz the Bellman can't help but Nazi salute the front desk guy who apparently yeah. was like his... Yeah, and he does a whole Fritz. We told you stop we, it, we weren't going to do that. Like it's thirty fucking. It's nineteen seventy seven. It's thirty years past that time. And knock Fritz, it off. You're going to get sent to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Still doing the Nazi salute. I'm just like, wow. Um, all right. So the boys uh, find Fenton's notes. Is that is that what happens in this scene? Like they're they're arguing with Nancy Drew, right? So yes. she's supposed to get, meet Fenton there, but they don't know who she is. And she doesn't know who they are. And they um, introduced themselves to each other by exchanging passports. That was a weird scene. Yes. Um, and in, in an effort to avoid sexism on Glenn A. Larson's part, Nancy and Bess are just as white and bland and boring as oh, Parker true. Stevenson and Sean Cassidy. So. <laughs> with, with hair feathered just as wide yes. and, and poofy. Um, yes, that's right. She's there with her friend Bess, who is a, she's a really good actress, you guys. She has a lot of... <laughs> She's, she has a lot of feeling. Out of 10. We'll, yeah, we'll hear, we'll hear, I think, a little bit more of, of how good Bess is later on in the episode. Um, yes, we will. Don't tip it. No spoilers. <laughs> Nancy is allowed to introduce herself formally by giving Parker Stevenson a, a judo flip. That's true. <laughs> yes. to, like, one of these people can do something. Uh, now, all while expression is free from either of their faces. Yeah, that's true. No, Parker can't believe a woman is touching him. And Pamela Sue Martin <laughs> can't believe she's being forced to touch Parker Stevenson. <laughs> Everybody loses there. 
That's right. There are no winners. <laughs> You'll see the sparks fly later, Patrick. That's true. This is the beginning. This is the beginning where they have no chemistry right. uh, to start off with. And then it, by the end of the episode, they have no chemistry. So um, <laughs> it's, a, it's called a journey. And yeah, that's right. We, you can't start at 10. You have to start. We, yeah, somewhere. we go on it with them. They, we, we go 360 degrees. Yes, yeah, so it's right. a circle. It's a flat circle. <laughs> so they find their father's notes here, his, his, uh, his mystery solving notes in his hotel room. Is that where this happens? Yes. <laughs> sure. Why not? Okay. Yes, at one point they flip over a drawer, which is where they know their dad yes. always puts it. So we know that he's traveling around with tape which to me is even weirder than him hiding his mystery notes. That's an excellent point. Flying across borders with tape. Wait a second. You don't think he called down to the front desk and said, hey, um, can you have that little Nazi bring me some scotch tape, please? I need to tape some notes to the other side of the drawer. Not the big one, the small one. Small Nazi who usually does this. But doesn't for some reason. <laughs> yeah, now. That's not for some reason. Um, I right. don't think it was the notes. I think they discovered years ago that that's where he hit his weed. Oh, <laughs> so, OK. Yeah. They were just looking for their dad's weed. Hey, well, there's some notes here where dad's weed usually is. <laughs> uh, all right, so they find the notes and it says uh, all kinds of cryptic shit. But I'm, my point is, why did he go to Transylvania and leave his notes in Munich? Was he not planning on taking notes in Transylvania? Well, he or didn't he, have the appointment to come back to yeah. this hotel to meet with a contact. So, And his contact was? Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. That's right. All right. So they leave Munich and go to Transylvania <laughs> now? So there's another hotel? Is that what happens? Yes. Only we don't get a second Beatles song. So we no. get robbed. That sucks. Act five. The boys check into a hotel in Panari. Just outside of Transylvania. (laughs) And meet up with Inspector Stavlin and his callers. And we establish that he's very upset about the rock and the role that is and the filming and the stuff that's happening at Dracula's Castle. So Panari is in Transylvania, right? So this is this is we're here. And Stavlin is at a cafe or restaurant inside the hotel or the hotel that they're going to check in. And he's hanging out with all the town council people. And just as you know, the werewolf is telling you you're near Castle Dracula. Anytime they're mm-hmm. in a restaurant, all of a sudden a squeeze box player has been hired. To, <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> you won't believe it's a European restaurant unless we hear that squeeze box. Like, no, like if they could just be in a restaurant. Anari's got a squeeze box. Dracula doesn't sleep. At night. <laughs> Whoa. Am I too late on that? <laughs> <laughs> that's oh what what's our what's our count patrick just checking in um we're on really on, we haven't returned to castle dracul uh at this point but once they pull up in in the vw wagon that's when you get four and then five i'm ready to drink so <laughs> all right yeah, everybody drink. we're wasted now so where are nancy and her friend Bess at this point are they at the hotel as well do they all show up to the hotel together and bernie talpin is there like everybody is in transylvania at this point right they're in a separate vw bug singing happiness is a warm gun <laughs> okay <laughs> driving that makes sense what is the point of nancy and bess what do they do i'd like to think glenn a larson could have asked that question <laughs> 
All right. Well, we'll see them later. Anyways, they're in this. They're, they're, What's they're Glenn all L. Larson think about this? <laughs> well, let's ask him. Glenn L. Glenn L. <laughs> Glenn L. Tell me, what do you think about this? Outrageous. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's sorry. He's the Glenn A. Larson with the uh, goatee <laughs> from the yes. mirror universe. He's the worst timeline Glenn A. Larson. Sure. Um, he makes good shows. Mm. All right, so they're talking about this rock and roll festival that's going to be happening, and uh, Lauren Green doesn't like it, and the the town councilmen they don't care for it, or some of them what? do. Like no, the mayor no. likes it. They what? all love it because it makes money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They think it's bringing money into the the local community, and they poo poo the whole like idea that it's insulting to Dracula to have this happen at so called Dracula's castle. They're like, nah, it's all folklore. We make what tons is of their cash. conception of Dracula and his standing in the world that they think a rock festival is what's going to sink his Q rating. <laughs> right. <laughs> the council people, they love the Dracula festival as, uh, and by the way, Dracula festival is what I called the day room at my grandfather's nursing home. <laughs> um, <laughs> they love the Dracula festival, but the inspector does not. Right? Is that what we're seeing? He doesn't care for it. Is kind of the he, thing? he just seems like you know that it's a little insulting or something, and and that right. they're they're like they're like whoring off their you know heritage or something. Got it. Okay, that that's a hint. I think. All right. And in continuing with our Nazi theme, one of the uh, town council uh, folks, Haufman Berger, is character actor Leon Askin, who's best known as General Burkhalter in Hogan's Heroes. So. Just riding wow. that Nazi wave all the way through this episode. And people really should look up a picture of him because later it's going to become very uh, important to know the geography of his face. And yeah. where it may <laughs> him. That's true. Act six. The next night at Dracula's castle, the Dracula Rock Festival is in full swing. And holy shit, Paul Williams. Paul Williams is there singing. You guys know who Paul Williams is, uh, right? Oh, yeah. Everybody was familiar Paul with Paul Williams? Do we? Paul yeah. Williams is, he, if you don't know who he is, remember Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch? Robbie Wrist? <laughs> Paul Williams looks like a cross between Robbie Wrist as a child and Robbie Wrist as an adult. <laughs> That's it's the only way I can, it's hard to explain how that works but Paul yeah. Williams though is a force to be reckoned with in he looks, the uh, he looks songwriting like, you know industry. Dauber from Coach he looks like Dauber's <laughs> what if Dauber from Coach was in Swamp Thing and he got that serum yes. that the one right. bad guy gets and then he yes. becomes a squashy little monster that thing that is what Paul Williams looks like but he's a great he's a great musician and in this uh, particular role, he appears to be on both uppers and downers, which <laughs> render him just completely neutral personality-wise. He, he is well-known for partaking throughout the 70s and probably by default the 80s. Yeah. He's currently the president and chairman of ASCAP, the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. Mm. He, the people he's worked with, including Kermit the Frog, mm. includes uh, Dixie Chicks, Sarah McLaughlin, Judy Collins, Jason Mraz, who's in the top five what? here. Jason Mraz is in the top five. You have to go all the way to the bottom of this paragraph to just hit a, a Muppets Christmas. Oh my God. <laughs> That's not right. Uh, he also wrote the music and lyrics for the Happy Days theme song. So you Did he really? 
Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. He wrote the music and lyrics for Ishtar, which is one of my faves. <laughs> yeah. And Rainbow sense. Connection. Yes. And of course, we all know him as Little Enos in the Smokey and the yeah. Bandages. Right. Yes. And he's singing in this scene um, a song that was somewhat famous that he wrote for Phantom of the Paradise. Here comes and the winds grow colder while some grow wiser you just grew older you never listened anyway and that's the All hell of it. Very well acquainted with the horror genre. Yes. Good for nothing, bad in bed. And this was also this. performed by him on the Brady Bunch Variety Hour so I'm not <laughs> sure which song? performance trumps. Same song. There's lyrics about sex in it. That's what blows my mind about the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. He says good in something bad in bed yeah wow i mean this was the this was a 45 i asked my mother to buy me and she was scandalized that it contained the lyric you're bad in bed that's to hear i picked that up when we watched this <laughs> probably because she had gone to a happy place in her mind all right they're at dracula's castle in some room where they've got um, it, it's supposed <laughs> to be a, a network special event you've got yeah. people in masks and costumes dancing in front of little old Paul Williams. He's singing the hell of <laughs> and it. There's a Frankenstein's monster because isn't there always <laughs> there's a Frankenstein. Oh, Frankenstein. Oh, Frankenstein. And then, uh, and yeah, there's like people with like really high quality, uh, masks and, and makeup and stuff like that in the crowd dancing along to Paul Williams. And it's supposed to be a network special. And they have one guy with a camera on his shoulder that says ABC on the side. And <laughs> I was gonna say, we su- all know who's filming it. <laughs> yeah. The one guy. It's pretty bizarre. I think there was um, a truck going by with, uh, <laughs> there, with was a- some, there was a trolley. Trolley, thank you. I don't know the lingo. Is that what yeah. it was? Oh, there was. Yeah. Oh, there was, a, there was uh, a trolley with a with a name. But I would. I this is an NBC. Yeah, I was gonna say you you had pointed out that it was an NBC show. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. You know, it's an NBC show, and they're like ABC. I think they that was their way of going. This is so shitty. Even we yes. would it. <laughs> we would definitely not do this fucking. You show. know who would really make a show like this? <laughs> it's ABC, those true. idiots. <laughs> Wait, you mean camera dolly, not camera trolley? I don't I know just, what I'm talking about. I just about. have to sit. Well, camera okay. trolley. <laughs> Take you to the land of make believe, <laughs> Lady Elaine. It's also worth noting in this scene that uh, Paul Williams puts in some of those uh, plastic vampire teeth. Which yes, made me does. think for the first time, why do cheap va- plastic vampire teeth have bottom fangs? Hey, that's right. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why doesn't it make any sense? At almost 51 years of age, I ask myself this question. <laughs> well, maybe those aren't vampire teeth. Maybe they're wolf teeth. Oh, Could be. Mm. yeah. <laughs> Never been a drink. Drink. Oh, boy. There you go. <laughs> oh, no. man, I'm not going to make it through this. Thing. I'm not going to make it either. Oh, my gosh. I'm All slowly right. turning into a werewolf. <laughs> we also get a great uh, interaction scene between Bernie Topin and uh, Paul Williams, and they appear to be the same height in the scene, which made me wonder, <laughs> is Bernie in a trench or is Paul on <laughs> Apple boxes or is it a little of column A, a little of column B? Oh, I just want everyone to know this aired on ABC. It did. Oh. Yes. Oh, it was produced by Glenn A. Larson, not L, <laughs> from Universal <laughs> Television for ABC. So, oh, what, what, thank you. What was the so ABC mystery movie, which was a similar format, aired on NBC? Gotcha. That was produced by Glennel. <laughs> Glennel. <laughs> That's how you know. It's a sign of quality. 
<laughs> the Glenel seal of approval. Act seven. The town council tours the catacombs as Frank, Nancy Drew, and Bess separately sneak in behind them. Frank ends up finding council member Berger, who I think we kind of bonded with. But he's passed out with two holes in his neck as Bess screams. Is Frank Dracula? We don't know. To be continued. As the end of the first episode of this two-parter. So wait, you said Frank, Nancy, and Bess are down there with the council folks. Where's Joe? Hey, boy. Where is Joe? He is up singing his ass off for Mr. Paul Williams. So where is Joe now? Oh, no. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. Joe's, Sorry. He's alive. Sean Cassidy is very alive, and he's probably singing this very song as we speak. He's richer yeah. than all of us. He became a TV producer. That's right. He's, um, it's his birthday today as we record it is, this. as we're recording this. He's 63 years old today. God so bless you, So I think you, in Sean honor Cassidy. of Sean... We should play his greatest hit. Yes, yes. Well, I was 16 and sick of school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I bought a guitar. Sean is a very attractive guy. He is. But he throws a lot of that advantage away when he starts to sing because his mouth attains a rare love that joker rictus that he believes is sexy <laughs> and it is not love that joker hey uh, patrick <laughs> yes agree to disagree because <laughs> joe gives me those punky meadow feelings i adjust so punky isn't it romantic i know he's, he's, uh, he's what cute. i like about the song is that he takes the opportunity to just randomly list things like i bought a guitar i got the fever that's rock and roll i can do that scott i I, i'm gonna put you on the spot here you think you can do it better than him i think i can go for it i got a chew tree that is a nardvark here is an egg see (laughs) i mean you put that on the country charts right now and you're top 40 (laughs) also school and do don't rhyme sean i mean unless you pronounce it skewl And And ladies and gentlemen, I've known Scott for over 20 years, and that is the most Scott Berkland criticism that Scott (laughs) Berkland will ever do. Unless Scott Berkland, I think he'll ever Scott. I actually think if I remember my history correctly, I established this rule with Patrick when we were working on a, a, a mutual work project that as long as the individual talks that way in real life, it's fine. So if Sean Cassidy, if you were talking to him in like high school and he went, well, I got to leave. I got to go to school. (laughs) Like that would be fine. He could sing that way. That's okay. I think it was uh, Jimmy Eat World's The Middle that Mm -hmm. established that rule for me. The timelines match. Yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, if if I were talking to him and he said, you know, how are things, Jimmy? Well, you know, everything is just crazy. (laughs) I'd be like, okay, that's fine. He he really talks that way. Dennis. Yeah. I felt compelled to just mention that Berger, the council member. Yeah, Berger. Yeah, Berger. He had two holes in his neck. He did. <laughs> he, he had two holes in his neck. And that's the fucked up thing. Is it? No. What? Technically, is that his neck? This is this is why I think <laughs> what I'm mean? able to look at <laughs> Because it's, it's very high on the jawline. And I don't, yeah. I'm not a Dracula expert. All right. If we're talking about the Jasons or your Freddies, <laughs> you know, I'm more, I've, I've spent a lot of time studying. It, it is. But yeah. typically when you bite a dude's neck or anyone's neck, you're aiming for an artery, a vein, a blood highway. This is more like he got nicked shaving <laughs> by a drunk mosquito. <laughs> and, and well, and, and he has a modern day George Lucas neck. 
which is to say <laughs> yes. it goes from his ears straight down to his shoulders. So it's very difficult to tell where neck yeah. is. And in all fairness to Dracula, it's less of a neck and more of a lower face is where he got bit. <laughs> less neck and more just more face yeah so it's a face bumper to put this were. in perspective dracula went in to go get some blood yeah and it was yeah. kind of like someone really badly poured a beer yeah and he just got a lot of <laughs> too much head. like foam fat yes foam fat and he was like damn it am i ever going to get to the blood That's maybe right. he had the fever that's rock and roll. <laughs> he went to skew. <laughs> um, now, this is also, I know we talked a little bit earlier. We were kind of setting the stage for how astounding of an actress Bess is. Yeah. And this is when we really, for the first time, get a taste of that. Nancy, why don't we just come back in the morning? Because life might be hanging in the balance yeah that's what i'm afraid of this place is so old you can almost feel death <laughs> um tell <laughs> people felt at the end of our gremlins episode that's true <laughs> from this we learned that acting and quaaludes don't <laughs> necessarily no. yeah yeah all right so that's the end of the first episode jeff yeah what happens in the second episode I like to call this Act Eight, Part oh. Two. Oh, Frank is not Dracula. No, no, it's not his fault. Best just was freaking out. But Nancy Drew does help uh, Burger get help for his neck holes uh, with, I think, a little help from Frankenstein's monster. Actually, that's right. She calls one of the. Hey, Frankenstein, get over here and, and, and pick this guy up. Hey, pick up he this got, guy's long face. He got holes in his neck. Use your knees, because if you use your lower back with those shoes on, you're going to hurt yourself. Why do you sound like Duke's a hazard? How y'all doing? Ah. <laughs> I will thank you all to begin each of those phrases with possum on a gum bush. Thank you. Them the dick boys, ain't they? Yeah, so... so uh, <laughs> Nancy, Nancy grabs one of the Frankensteins from upstairs. It was, you know, stop <laughs> dancing with that lady and come move this fat guy with us. And, and, uh, and Frankenstein pulls the burger out of there. He's one of and, the town's body lifters. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That was yeah. a profession back then. Yeah. yeah. If, if I can say the, um, this part two opens with oh. not only a sort of kind of 1977, 78 preview of what you're about to see, but they don't really say like anything. They just kind of run a bunch oh, of yeah. scenes that are from the part two. It then transitions into a sort of last week on again, yes. without saying last week on, it just starts showing scenes from the part one episode that sort of just, I guess, to get you up to speed. You 100% yeah. warned me this would bite me on the ass, Jeff, and it did five minutes and 15 seconds. That's they crazy. Spend on this. That's the hell of it. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hell of it. <laughs> That's a catchy damn song, damn it. Yeah. We also get the Parker Stevenson equivalent of a yell in this scene, and he can't even yell with energy. He yells what does he at, say? Uh, he yells at Nancy to get a doctor, and even that is just like very flat and even. Keyless. Hey, get a doctor for this hey, guy. Go get a doctor. And then get a Frankenstein know. body lifter. We got to go. <laughs> Call the town body lifter. That's very specific. <laughs> He's got holes in the bottom of his face. This is also where we learn bottom. that uh, Nancy is is magic because as she's picking the lock, her nail polish changes colors. Oh, 
Maybe it's a like a mood fingernail polish. It could be. That's like, right. It turns blue when she's yelled at by Parker. Yes. <laughs> I was happy, but then I was yelled at. Well, again, this is why you need Nancy Drew, because if Nancy Drew hadn't been involved in this, Parker Stevenson wouldn't have ended up on his ass <laughs> once, and he'd still be in that fucking jail cell. That's he a good definitely point. would still be right. sitting there. Nancy was thinking to herself, I got some polish. It's changing <laughs> colors. That's oh, no. rock and roll. Oh. Christ. Now, in this scene, what is Joe doing? Well, we cut back to Joe, who's still singing a song. It's a new <laughs> song, and it has the word school, and motherfucker pronounces it correctly this time. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> he didn't follow the rule. No. Well, it... It didn't have to rhyme with anything, so. No, but he once again, if you say skew in the song, you have to say skew in real life, too. That's right. He didn't follow the rule. There's a couple of songs that aren't actually songs written by uh, Paul Williams. (laughs) Paul Williams. And they're just, I believe they were just literally made up on the set. In these moments where I believe that's actually happening, I just look over at Bernie Taupin and I'm just like, what is he thinking? thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Thinking I wrote fucking rocket man. (laughs) I I wrote your song and I have to sit here and listen to this shit. Paul Williams is a songwriter as well. So you have two of the most decorated lofty songwriters (laughs) in the world. Like wait till you get a load of shawnee boys improvs here we go (laughs) (laughs) well that's the great thing about paul though is that joe finishes singing his like new song and then they cut back to paul and it's like you know him going what do you want to hear next and the audience going something different and paul going i think i heard more the hell of it (laughs) (laughs) because he goes right the fuck back into singing the hell of it again I think I heard more the hell of it. It can't be emphasized how much they spent on Obladi Oblada. <laughs> hey, during yeah. that sequence, would you say the monsters were mashing? <laughs> well, exactly. Clearly. There was a couple of slow dancing ones, but <laughs> I wasn't thinking of it until this point, Josh. But they were lurking in the lab okay. <laughs> late that night. Um, Act nine. <laughs> Nancy Drew has found the boy's father. That should have a little more impact. He's at the monastery and they go to see him. But Fenton I like is how un- you give yourself notes while you're yeah. reading. Yeah. <laughs> Act nine. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Which part? All of it. <laughs> okay, fine. But Fenton is unconscious with two holes in his neck and we find out he told a nunk. Oh, damn. He told a nunk. <laughs> he told a nunk, which is like a cockney for a monk. I told a nunky did. <laughs> it's the story of Fenton and the nunks. Cockney monk slang. Uh, you know what? You know what really is the problem? Is you guys Cockney. made a fucking drinking game out of the wolf house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. God, God damn it. <sighs> We're never going to get through the act nine. Oh. Nancy Drew has found the boy's father. He's at a monastery and they go to see him. But Fenton is unconscious with two holes in his neck. And we find out he told a monk about some quote unquote caverns. Sounds like a clue. Oh, it's a clue. I got a, it's a clue, you guys. Better write that down in a book. This is also a great establishing shot of Transylvania. And by Transylvania, I mean, it's the Hollywood Hills that they're trying. Yeah, they didn't even try. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I, I appreciate all the constant monk singing in the background so that we remember that they're at a monastery. Right. See, because monks. 
Because monks, you know. Well, there. All that's missing is someone going, ladies and gentlemen, Enigma. <laughs> <laughs> A return to innocence. Oh. Thanks for encouraging Scott to sing because we can never get him to do that. Yes. Yeah, he never wants to sing. What incident? Incidentally, speaking of drinking, what what, what uh, werewolf count are we at, Patrick? Uh, we're at eight by this point. <laughs> oh my Jesus! I'm counting the werewolves, the howls that happen in the what's going to happen on this episode <laughs> and what did happen on the last episode because it's egregious. Previously on Werewolf Howl, <laughs> don't do it. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> you got a drink now. Um, what's mm. good that we learn in the sequence is when they find their dad at this monk hospital. The yeah, monk of course. ER. <laughs> he's he's in monk recovery with Trapper Monk MD. He's got monk um, H- HMO. We get George Clooney and Monkey ER. Is that they, they said like he's been hit on the head, so he's been sleeping a lot. Mm. That is not a thing that you should be doing a lot for concussions. <laughs> Are you sure? I've read. Yeah. Also, Dracula, well known for hitting his victims on the head. Yeah, wait a second. <laughs> wait a minute. I don't know how else you're supposed to make someone unconscious, guys. I think you're being a little hard on Dracula here. Everything I learned about Dracula is from the 1979 Universal remake. And here's the things I learned. Really wide collars on Dracula. Check. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. This is this in spades. Two, if you're going to have sex with Dracula, it's going to involve lasers. Oh, yeah, three, of course. He bashes motherfuckers over the head like it pays money. <laughs> so not to sidetrack into Dracula cast, <laughs> sure. Frank Langella can make his eyes vibrate. That's yeah. the greatest scene in that fucking movie when Lucy cuts her finger and he's looking at it and his eyes fucking. Now vibrate. you're making you're making Jeff want to sit on Frank Langella's face. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The thing is, he's not wrong. So, yeah, I, I think to Patrick's point, uh, A, you don't really want a guy with a concussion to like sleep it off. No. B, mm. it doesn't seem like you'd want to go to like a really drafty, dank dungeon like room <laughs> for that sure, to happen. Monastery. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. We found this guy unconscious. Should we take him to the ER? No, let's put him in this basement of a fucking monk apartment. (laughs) Is it wet down there? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Done and done. Catacombs of Castle Dracul? Yes, but we put a a nice painting on the side of this. No one will tell the difference. So Sean Cassidy is, I think we've established, hot. He's a cutie. Yeah. He's super attractive. He's got perfect hair. Perfectly feathered. It w- up to this point, I was like, well, I haven't really got to see him like pull out his acting chops. And here he is with his dad who's in a coma or something. And he really gets to like emote and really show off like what he can do. And it's uh, not much. He's he's cute, though. Sean, uh, this is a really emotional scene. You've been reunited with your father who you thought was either missing or dead. So I'm really going to need you to pull out all the stops. No, 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 no. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm going to blink a lot. It's going to be great. Oh, <laughs> That's what he blink, does. Blink, 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 blink. Like you're not semaphoring him back to health. What are you doing? Are you feigning him with your dreamy eyelashes? What's going what on, John? He made a choice and the choice was to blink. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> if I stay here perfectly quiet with my eyes closed, he'll leave with Frank and I'll get three more days. Three more beautiful days with these monks. That's so true. He's probably like, I don't want to go back with these stupid ass sons of mine. Like eventually I'm going to have to take a flight back with Joe and Frank and you know, fuck it. 
Let's give myself three extra days. I'll have to tape more fake shit underneath drawers. And make it the whole thing. All right. So dad, dad's not doing so well. He really is hurt and uh, he's not in a good way. So they, what, they pull him out of there and take him to a real hospital, right? No, no, no. No? Hmm. Oh, they just leave him there. They pretty yeah. much just leave him there. Okay. They go back to town. So they go and drop Nancy Drew off, I guess, back at her hotel. And then the Hardy boys yeah. go to Dracula's Caverns because... That was sort of a hint that, that the dad said something about caverns. So they're like, oh, we're going to Dracula's Caverns. And because that's a clue. Dra- Wait a second. Dracula's Cavern sounds like a seasonal pop-up attraction that would take over an empty spot at a mall during Halloween. It's right next to the Santa Cruz mystery spot. <laughs> when in Santa Cruz, visit Dracula's Caverns. <laughs> this Forever 21 is out of business. No, wait, wait, wait a second. Call the Dracula's Caverns guy. No, no, no. Make that call. <laughs> Dracula's Caverns for all your bad on a stick action. Yes. So, yes, I think this is an important point because what has Dracula's Caverns got to offer? Nothing in the way of moving the plot forward. Nope, no, no. <laughs> they just walk around Dracula's Caverns. As you do. As you, you do. Get a, you get some close-ups of rats, which is a good opportunity to see the scratches and the styrofoam brickwork. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't but look this great. Is, this is, Dracula's Caverns is one of the few <laughs> times you get to see uh, like a full body shot of both brothers together. And God damn, the flare pants are spectacular. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> they are. And they, they flare like nobody's business. And they are painted into those. Like They really the, are. Oh. Yeah, they're so tight on top and so loose at the bottom. If they jumped off a cliff, they might be able to float down to the bottom. Um, how do we know we're at Dracula's castle, though? Yeah, what? Is, oh, there seems that? like there should be oh, some. Oh, there you are. Oh, now I get it. Great. Now it's all, now I'm clued in. What's our count, Patrick? Mm. Nine. God damn. Oh, man. Keep drinking. <laughs> That's a lot of shots. Uh, um, that, that The bat that they meet. Um, is not moving at, let's say, a clip, no. right? <laughs> like, no. You, you could avoid this in yoga movement. It's very slow. It's very dedicated to hovering in a single solitary spot. The classic universal monster movies we're calling going, guys, just pull it back on the bat on a stick thing. Like, yeah. It's a bit much. Um, but here's the thing. They're not alone. That's right. They have a very special guest, and that is... A pair of boots. <gasps> oh my God, the pair of boots. Back. We forgot about the boots. <laughs> boots are back. That's right. But the pair of boots backs off his advance because as we all know, the real legend of Dracula is he couldn't take on two guys at once. The fool. <laughs> <laughs> like he was a big talker. Like, yes, I could take on two guys at once. I've even taken on three. But then when you get <laughs> to the point where you got to take on two guys, it's like, maybe I pull it back. Maybe I see them tomorrow night. I can hit one head, but two heads. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the one rock. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it went slightly Italian. I, my apologies <laughs> yeah, to our Italian I friends. can hit yeah. one head, but it's two heads. <laughs> hey, it's me, Dracula. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, you son me, of a Chris bitch. Pratt. It's me, Chris Pratt. Oh, hey, oh man. He's going to be Mario. That's Panaro. Or where are we? Whoa, whoa, Panaro. <laughs> My favorite mm, place. bread. I love that no, no. place. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What happens next, Jeff? Oh, Act 11. Yep. The next morning, Nancy, Bess, Frank, and Joe walk through town. <laughs> Slowly. Is that all they do? That's all they do. That's okay. It's pretty, pretty is that, is, let me ask you, is, is that Little Europe on the Universal Backlot? It looked like it. Yeah. It sure yeah. as hell does. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing that I noticed. There was this really bad quick cut 
You know what I'm saying? Here, listen, listen to, see, see, there, see if you can hear the bad edit in this scene. Well, what's our next move? I find those paintings at a time when everyone else in town is busy. Tonight at the concert, right? You know, I don't think the inspector's search is going to turn up anything during the daytime. <laughs> and I just want to say, as the editor of this podcast, I would never allow that type of bad editing. <laughs> that was couple skate, everyone. Couple skate only. Mm. Um, you know that they're in town because the establishing shot has bells. Town bells, castle werewolf. <laughs> oh, that's a Transylvania rule I was unaware of until now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, that's the Panari rule. <laughs> that's Panari. The Yay. Panari rule sounds like a Dan Brown book. <laughs> it is. Hopefully, it also contains a, uh, a completely white monk who is able to traverse multiple international <laughs> borders while constantly bleeding from his thigh. He's the international super spy who leaves a blood trail wherever he goes. We can't find him. Tom Hanks's weird hair, the movie. I know. I was just going to say, like, uh, is that hair necessary? Oh, very necessary. <laughs> that hair's the captain now. <laughs> 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 look at me look at me that hair's the captain now I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god tom hanks is captain feather <laughs> oh if i may act 12 yes you nighttime may. you may night we're nighttime and nighttime. we're back at the festival joe searches alice and troy's car as frank and nancy searches hotel room joe finds nothing and frank and nancy find a clue <gasps> they find a clue i know uh, dennis you teased this earlier but is you and me against the world the second biggest expense of this episode aside from obladi oblada i think unless you... williams cut them a deal to get the role well because he yeah. wrote it so yeah i'm thinking he just got him a deal in searching uh his paul williams trunk the allison character is it odd that he has all those cassette tapes and still has a reel to reel as well or would that have been appropriate <laughs> It seems like he's you have to have choices, choices. Yeah. Yes. It looks almost looks like he's like selling those cassettes out of the back of the trunk. He has so many of them. They're bootlegs. Yeah. It's bootlegs of his own stuff. That's it's bad. all that's very, singles very of that's the hell of it. <laughs> uh, I know you want to hear it again and now you can whenever you want to. <laughs> Now, I, the one thing that does stand out with this scene is we get a motherfucking Tor Johnson mask. <laughs> yeah. Time for pad scene out. <laughs> <laughs> Time for slow dance with lady. <laughs> we also get uh, a real uh, Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew example of excitement. In yeah. Scene. So, so it's cutting back and forth. So we're playing songs in Dracula's castle and Tor Johnson is slow dancing with ladies and padding the scene. <laughs> and then uh, Frank, Frank and Nancy are in Allison Troy's hotel room searching for stuff and they find a clue, a, a, a clue. burglar's kit, right? Yes. What the fuck is a burglar's kit? I don't know. That's uh, well, they how they fa- described it. They found it. It was really weird. So they find a burglar's <laughs> kit, and and it's wrapped in leather. As all burglar's kits are, it's so strange. And There's so many flaps, they both have to help it get back <laughs> in the suitcase. And at one point, um, Pamela Sue Anderson, you know, 
Frank goes, are you excited? You don't sound so excited. And she goes, when I get excited, you'll know it. And I think Parker Stevenson has heard that a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> you could break into Fort Knox with a kid like this. Yeah, it's a real thing. Well, this proves that dad was in the right track. Well, now we have something to give Stavlin that he can act on. Yeah. Did you always get like this when you're excited? When I get excited, you'll know about it. I look forward to that. Ooh. <laughs> That's excitement? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, now, now we have something to go to Stavro with. Yeah. <laughs> we do though, we get we get a new song in this sequence that's not that's the hell of it. This tired city with somebody's dream. Yeah. So Paul Williams is singing Family of Man, which he co-wrote, and it was first recorded by Three Dog Night uh, in 71. Uh, uh, oh, oh. Wait, wait. Did you say three dog night? Alexa, Uh, you know what to do. Okay. Let's see if this is funny a third time. (laughs) Ah. Wash away my Wash away my sin. Much better. (laughs) If you enjoy Buck Rogers, you'll enjoy that reference. (laughs) If you're a fan of the 80s, like we are. I think the only person that listened to that episode is on the show with us tonight. That's true. I listened to it thinking, surely they're doing Space Vampire. No, I was wrong. No. He's like, Sorry. please, please, please do a Shambhala callback. <laughs> but uh, Paul did do his own version of that in 74, um, only three years after Three Dog Night, which was also a successful release. But then Williams would also go on to perform it on an episode of BJ and the Bear. So, gentlemen, Ugh. I think our future is determined. <laughs> oh, you got a lot of BJ and the Bear to watch in your future. Damn. It was about this time where they focused on what I guess was the poster for the Dracula Rock Festival. <laughs> yeah. And this is when I realized <laughs> that Allison Troy was their version of Alice Cooper. And that's a real first drafter. Like you might want to yeah. give that two or three more spins, like open that to the room with a whiteboard and see what you think. <laughs> that's, that's when the, uh, the showrunner is like everybody in the writer's room. Good with Alice and Troy. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Yep. Next. <laughs> Let's order sandwiches. All right. Act 13. All right. Are, okay. are you, are you looking for, <laughs> sure, for approval? I am looking for approval. Came to the wrong podcast later. The townsfolk are mobbing and breaking out the torches against the rock and the roll, and the inspector, for some reason, talks them down. That settled, the mayor, inspector, Frank, and Nancy enjoy some cider at the mayor's office. (laughs) The inspector says, please, please, do not burn down my, I mean, the castle, please. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, spoilers. (laughs) Sorry. I love the mob, but why are they all, like, everybody in Transylvania speaks English for some reason. It's very, very strange. Burn the castle! Oh Christ! (laughs) That one lady who's too close to a microphone's like, yeah, burn it, burn it, yeah, I'm from Transylvania. (laughs) (laughs) And and they're all mobbing because they're like offended about the rock and roll happening in the in the castle and thinking that Dracula is going to be offended. And they're like, so let's burn his castle down. And I'm like, I don't think you guys are getting it. <laughs> Wait a second. So they're offended on behalf of Dracula because they're doing a rock and roll concert there. So the solution is clearly burn 
the castle down. Burn that motherfucker down, I think is. They don't need no one. Like the opening credits are confused between Dracula's <laughs> and Frankenstein's. Here's the thing. <laughs> if, if the, what they should do, vote with your wallet. Don't buy any of those cassettes in <laughs> Allison Troy's trunk and he'll just go away. We don't need any singles yeah. of the hell of it. No, we don't. All I could think of in the scene was that uh, Lauren Green could uh, jump out of an airplane and glide to safety uh, <laughs> on his giant shirt collars. That's true. <laughs> he's like he's 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 wearing a goddamn hang glider around they his neck. They were huge. It doesn't make sense. And yet, Josh, it's furry enough that I feel like when he landed, I could curl up in it and go to sleep. Sally Field played his shirt collar. <laughs> the sight oh of my. Lauren Green's collar should be accompanied with the prop airplane noise. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's that large. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is it is it goes past his ears it might it might go past his shoulders if he runs too fast he will achieve flight <laughs> so guys when you stop a violent mob from going full riot mm-hmm. like how do you celebrate paul williams music yeah, yeah that's, could be. that's what i would yeah, do sure i do yeah. for me uh, it's getting my my friends together and having a nice smoky cup of cider <laughs> what does that mean what do you mean wait wait what 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 do you mean what is smoky cider uh, it's cider that that the beer stein there's just fog coming out of it yeah. not accompanied with john carpenters on the top of it That's all right missing. yeah i don't know why it's that i just assumed it was a local like treat or something then <laughs> A local treat <laughs> in Transylvania. How do you make liquid smoke? Listen, Transylvania, known for many things. All of those things, Dracula related. Yeah. But very at the bottom of that list, smoke and hot cider is on there. Okay. Yeah. Smoke and cider, werewolf howls, and clocking people in the head. Yep. <laughs> That's what they're known for. I, I'm a, I was going to say, I'm a little confused because the inspector himself was annoyed with the rock and the roll. But then he, I guess because he just has to, his main job is I'm an inspector. I'm going to, I'm a law and order kind of guy. I got to talk these people down from rioting, even though That's I right. myself kind of support their, their rage. Please don't burn down that castle made entirely of giant stone bricks. thank you don't put a don't put a torch to its stone edifice because that'll go a long way they're not exactly the the smartest people in the room because uh, at one point someone's like what about the killings it's like yeah what about them there haven't been any fucking killings (laughs) all it is is holes in necks and conks on heads yeah Everyone gets a little tired, and that one guy who's got way too much neck only has two puncture holes <laughs> yeah. in it. We're fine. What about the fat guy with the uh, hit marks on? Uh, it wasn't his neck. I don't know what it was. <laughs> he's he's got to be dead, right? Maybe it's the hot smoking cider talking. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so they go back to the mayor's house. They smoke up some cider, and um, as you do <laughs> in Transylvania, it's a local delicacy. Well, it's it's a smoky cider. There's a, a lot of fog coming off the cider. Yeah. And they t- so they're just hanging out drinking and they tell the mayor, look, mayor, you're next. You're going to get conked in the head and probably have some holes in your neck. So what you want to do is lock yourself in your study. So yeah. Nobody can come get you. Right. 100 percent. And uh, the, the mayor is kind of incredulous. He doesn't think that, you know, it's, it's a big deal. He doesn't think he doesn't believe in uh, Dracul or uh, Dracula, as Scott would have you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> They polish off their smoky ass cider and uh, head back. <laughs> the mayor locks himself in his study. Inspector Lauren Green leaves. He barely makes it out of the doorway with his big ass furry collars. 
And then uh, everybody else goes <laughs> he, he back slightly at a 45 degree. Angle <laughs> well, he has to. Sure he, can- <laughs> he has to. He, he has to exit sideways. Um, and then everybody else goes back to the Dracula Festival. Is that what yeah, I was going to say? Because like what we've been thinking this whole time is what's happening over at the Dracula Festival. Mm. Mm-hmm. What is happening over there? Oh, just Joe and Allison are having a duet. Now, I have to ask, does it come with some Paul Williams rambling? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the song that he that, that Sean Cassidy and Paul Williams sing together, um, I think this is the end. This is the end of the like uh, of the concert, right? This two day concert. I think it up. is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ABC has gotten all the footage they needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with their one camera handheld and one on a dolly. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. 14 renditions of the hell of it and a couple <laughs> other spare songs. Uh, Allison Troy has completely sold out of all of his trunk singles <laughs> and uh, it's time to, it's time to wrap up. And uh, he signs off the show with this. Thank you very much. You've been a wonderful audience. You're a beautiful, ugly audience. Thank you very much. I hope that our TV cameras have captured just half of this wonderful, charming audience, and half of this wonderful, charming audience should be captured. <laughs> I am so amusing. I can't stand it sometimes. Anyway, we'll see you again sometime. To all of you in TV land, from all of us here in Transylvania, the uh, the heart of the Monster Belt, we wish you a good night and bad dreams. <laughs> hey, Paul, play the hell of it again. Yeah, no, he will. Don't worry, he will. He's always going to play the hell of it again. You know what this reminds? I just realized this. You know what he sounds like? You know when Donald Trump goes off script in one of his <laughs> yes. in one of his yes. speeches, and he's trying to vamp and he's trying to like be Mister Comedian. We're not a political podcast. We are not. We are not. I'm talking about Donald Trump, the oh. ex slumlord gotcha. uh, from New York, not <laughs> the uh, game show else. host. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Cripes. It's strange that with all of his improv talent, Paul Williams never made a Lloyd team. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe he got to Sunday Crew at one point. Oh, uh, by the way, this happens too. <laughs> yep, that's right. Oh, drink. oh my yeah. god! How do you know it's Castle Dracul if you don't hear a werewolf sounding off? That the camera has been turned back on. Patrick, what is our count, sir? We're at ten. I am out of alcohol. My house is empty of alcohol. Do we need refills? <laughs> so I'm shooting heroin now. <laughs> yeah. The Fine. beer is gone. I'm all out of booze. I'm sniffing glue at this point. <laughs> <laughs> moving to crystal meth next. Oh, for Christ's Looks sake. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop blowing rails when I hear a werewolf. <laughs> 15. Oh no. That might might be the title of this podcast. (laughs) Blowing rails with a werewolf. (laughs) Okay, wait a second. (laughs) Every once in a while. Sorry, Dennis has been stuck on Pinocchio mode. Can someone turn him off and on? (laughs) Every once in a while, the right combination of words like the Manchurian candidate will make me laugh for no reason. (laughs) Act 17. I thought it was 15. The so. Hardy Boys. What? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, 19. No, it's 15. What? what do you mean it's Act 15? Oh, it is. Jesus yeah, Christ. I was, trying to, I was trying to end this. <laughs> I was just trying to get, All right, wait. Okay, hang on a second. Jeff, you have at no point during this recording tried to end this. You've been going on and on and on. And I know. On. I'm, I'm the worst. You are an enabler, sir. Act 15. A bat breaks into Nancy Drew's room and Joe, Frank, and Bess throw lamps at it. <laughs> they do. They go through two lamps trying to kill this bat. They sure yeah. do. They have so many lamps bat in that room. two lamps, zero. Exactly. <laughs> Later, 
They get something to eat and talk it over with the inspector. And just then, the mayor's maid rushes in, saying the mayor is not answering his door. So they all <gasps> go over to his house and break in the door to find the mayor has two holes in his neck. And by the way, when when the mayor's maid rushes in, she's the only one in this entire episode that's speaking Transylvanian or whatever the fuck. Because you can't. <laughs> she comes in and says blah blah blah, whatever you know <laughs> thing she's saying. <laughs> I guess we assume. <laughs> I don't know what she says. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me translate for you. <laughs> She's, I don't speak Dracula. What the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> but but Nancy Drew has gone to bed. Mm. A bat enters said room. Yes. They dispatch the bat with lamps. <laughs> a, a very slow bat. A very slow bat, by the way. Yeah. It's and, in hover mode. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like a Harrier you, you, jet. You are not answering the most important question. How does this scene open? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Thank God. It's been like two scenes since we've had yeah. one of those. Mm. That's good drink. Oh, I hope um, everybody at home is playing along. Yeah. They end up going to a restaurant after that. And I just am sort of like, is this a European thing where you can just and it's booming like everybody's there like it's the dinner rush. And I assume it's like one in the morning or something because she was, went to bed and then got woken up by a bat. And You're I don't know. Dracula based economy like nighttime <laughs> is the time. That's right. It's the right time. <laughs> nighttime and bats on a stick. That's what it's all about, baby. It's like a Transylvania Denny's. You know? <laughs> Full moons over Miami. That's right. Oh. The Transylvania Denny's. No, that's right. Is it time for another wolf uh, sound effect to cleanse us from this joke? Full moon's over my hammy <laughs> at a Transylvania Denny's. <clears throat> oh, that's usually reserved for Scott, but well, you're welcome, everyone. The best thing about this restaurant scene is Lauren Green coming in and turning the chair around backwards to sort of <laughs> straddle it like he's going to rap with today's youth. So you got attacked by a vampire. <laughs> Cylons, am I right? Have <laughs> uh, you ever tried to marry off your adult sons, but you're living out on a ranch all by yourself? I'm telling you, it lasts forever. Werewolves, am I right? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, shit. Werewolves, is- bats on a stick. I know what you kids of today are up against. <sighs> Um, Act 16? No. Sure. Sure. The next day, the, the lamps have chased away the bats. Allison Troy <laughs> has been arrested because he's the main suspect. And then, no, wait, it's the mayor who's now the main suspect. He gets arrested. Okay, so let's go back. Let's and go the back, case is closed, so we're we, done. No, 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 go back, wait, go back, go back. It's the mayor. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. So the mayor gets attacked. Hang on. So we, we kind of, so the mayor's... Well, when I said X-16, that was your moment to stop me. You didn't. (laughs) I moved on. (laughs) But go on. You were stopping me so that you could get me to go on just now? Got it. This is what we do. (laughs) You were were halting everything to get me to just do what I was going to do in the first place. More importantly, I was interrupting you. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Once again, it's that same thing that you always do. And I'm going to edit it out. And as everybody knows, (laughs) I am a really good editor. Um, no, I, I, I'm not going to edit this out. I'm going to teach you a lesson, son. Oh, no. Because we, we missed a very important thing. The mayor's maid comes in and says, blah, 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 which means <laughs> the mayor is locked in his study and he's not it's coming out. They say, blah, blah, blah. What's, the, what's that, boy? 
The mayor's <laughs> locked in the office. You know so what, yes. guys? Yeah. You just cost us all of our Transylvanian listeners. This is oh, all no. getting out. Oh. No, I'm, I'm going to be so pissed wait, off. Oh, we picked ha- up one more in the Philippines. It's hang on good. a second. <laughs> yes. Did he say Transylvania? I wasn't aware it really existed. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, so she tells the inspector and the Nancy boys and the Hardy Drews that the mayor is locked in a study. He won't come out. He's not answering. So they go over, they bust in, and the inspector sees that the mayor is face down on his desk, and he runs over to him, and he checks him out, and yeah, he's unconscious, and he's got two holes in his neck, his the proper part of his neck where an, an actual Dracula would uh, suck your blood. Um, so yeah, that that's a very important thing to, to it know. Is, it is. So they take him to the hospital, right? Um, and uh, and I they think, I don't, I don't think don't that's they, what happens. Don't they take him to the hospital? I don't think they do. I think you just said walk it off or something. I don't, aren't, there, aren't there monks somewhere you can take him to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't there like a monk's urgent care that he can <laughs> I'm not sure what happens, but the but the mayor like he's all bandaged up and he's he's better, right? So they think that it was Allison Troy that bit. Wait a second, so they blame Allison Troy for this? I kind of don't remember why they blame Allison Troy, but he's arrested. Oh no, the ins- well, because the burglar, because the burglar tools. Yes. Don't forget yeah. the burglar well, he's tools. Got the burglar tools are revealed at the Transylvania Denny's. And That's right. That is why. And then the inspector says it must be Allison Troy. He also says that they found a map of something. Oh, oh a map of the mayor's house or a map the of Louvre. the paintings? The, oh, the, the map of the Louvre. <laughs> yeah. Also, they found a pair of plastic vampire teeth. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Obviously, it. those belonged so to Allison Troy. So clearly he was the one that did it. Well, they or, are size small, so it makes sense. It make and sense. the inspector was like, but why are there fangs on the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> Because they're wolf teeth. <laughs> Everybody drank. Damn it. Sorry. This is also the point at which Allison, in retaliation, threatens to turn the town into a hole on the map. <laughs> is, is he going to nuke them? What's going on? Was that another improv line from Paul Williams? Because that didn't make any goddamn sense. As much as cocaine and quaaludes cause you to improv, yes. Uh, at one point during that conversation, he says, uh, He's like, they told me to put, instead of doing this tour, they told me to put money into trampoline centers. You know, (laughs) business there is all up and down. Is it, is this thing on? (laughs) Hey, hey, tip your waitress. I I kid the youth of today. He actually, (laughs) Paul Williams is so fucking coked out and quaking out in this thing. God bless him. God bless him. He doesn't remember any of this. That's true. Would you want to be sober on this set? The answer is no, my friend. I wrote the rainbow connection. All right. So they say Allison Troy, the inspector says Allison Troy did it. We found the map of the Louvre. We found his burglar tools. Obviously, it was him. And then Joe, Sean Cassidy, admits, uh, and then, well, they say it's him because they found that map of the Louvre in his trunk, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Sean Cassidy Is that a euphemism? (laughs) (laughs) I think we all know about finding a couple of maps to the Louvre in the trunk, you know what I mean? That map led to bootleg cassette tapes. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, So so Joe says, wait a second, hang on. You found a map in his trunk. I was all up in his trunk and I didn't find any of this. I had my I was stuffed myself so far up his trunk. (laughs) I could taste his (laughs) casingles. 
<laughs> I can taste his casingles. That's disgusting. So Joe says, no, wait a second. When I was digging around it up in his trunk, I didn't find any, any maps. And so the inspector goes, hmm, yeah. Then it must be the mayor. The mayor bit his own neck somehow. <laughs> I guess. This is very confusing. The case is closed. Is it? Uh, according to them, they, they arrested the mayor and that's it. We're done. Now, earlier, they did say that Berger was the smartest amongst them. Now, that's one hell of a town, A. <laughs> like, but yeah, B, this makes more sense. Where Lauren Green's like, I don't know, let's arrest the mayor? And he was like, yeah, sounds like a great idea. I, I don't know, Lauren Green's saying it, so I think we are. Sure, why not? He's very believable. I mean, I mean, he does have the biggest callers of everybody else in the room, so <laughs> yeah, I believe true. him. Also, yeah. Lauren uh, Green flies into the scene and then does his lines <laughs> and floats away on his callers. Ah. Uh, all right, so so it was the mayor, they arrest him, and that's it? We're done? That's it. Case closed. Act 17. The Hardy Boys say goodnight to, and I by, by goodnight, I put that in quotes. They say uh, goodnight to Nancy Drew and Bess, and then they go back to Dracula's castle because the case is not closed. I knew it. They break uh-huh. into Dracula's tomb, find all the stolen museum paintings, and they come face to face with a Dracula. That's right. Or mm. as Scott would call him, Dracula. <laughs> Dracula. Now, these uh, last minute uh, romance jokes that they work into the scene, because for some reason in the last minute, Joe and Frank have a relationship with Bess and uh, Nancy yeah. that they haven't established previously. But None, yeah. it's it's a good time to remind people that depending on which book you're reading, Frank and Joe are supposed to be between 16 and 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And Sean, Sean kind of comes close. He was about 19 when this was shot. Parker Stevenson is fucking 25 years old wow. when this was shot. He mm. can legally rent a car. Yes. <laughs> and he's, he's macking on without a co-signing Nancy. parent. That's right. <laughs> he That's also how adult looks he is. it. And look for 25. He's great. But yes, no, that's he true. does not come off like a teen in this bad boy. Yeah, <laughs> this is also the scene where we establish that Parker has those Reba McIntyre crossed eyes where you're like looking yes. at him going, are they crossed or are they not like I can't quite tell you they're know, like right on the edge. Scott, you know what it is? His eyes are so close together <laughs> that they- <laughs> He's got more face than eyes. That's true. That's <laughs> like, true. To, he has to, a generous help and a face. That to is quote, correct. To quote my good friend, Patrick Hamilton, he's got $100 worth of face and $50 worth of eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's to provide more room for feathers. Yeah. Yes. Feathered hair. I mean, That's feathered right. hair. I'm sorry. It's not feathered. But It was the 70s. I mean. Yeah. Why did he have so many feathers on his face? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Jeff? Part dinosaur. All right. Keep oh, good point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also in this scene, suddenly Joe and Bess are like macking on each other. <laughs> like, and they, yeah. They've done nothing to earn this, but suddenly no. they're making it. Nobody needed this scene. Yes, I do, because I, I need to see Sean Cassidy's lips on a woman. Otherwise, what does that mean for me? <laughs> That's I right. This, this is Fair all point. I have. Fair point. Fair point. Ah. <laughs> uh. You're a bad actor. And, I'm a bad actor. Why don't we make out? Yeah. <laughs> and and by the way, and I think you touched on this in your introduction, Jeff, it does end up actually being Lauren Green. Was there any world 
in which it wasn't going to be Lauren Green when he's the guest star. What are you talking about? How do you know it was Lauren Green? I didn't know it was Lauren Green. We didn't get to that point yet, Scott. I don't know. It's in my notes. Stop, (laughs) Scott. Scott, stop just saying your notes one after each. We're just going to have, I'm just going to edit your stuff in when it makes sense. How about that? (laughs) Just put numbers before every note so that you know when to say it. Um, well, it says the Hardy Boys, they good night. They break into Dracula's tomb, find all the stolen paintings, and come to face face to face with Dracula. X He's 17. not wrong. Well, That's it doesn't say Scott. It doesn't say Dracula. Number one, it says Dracula. <laughs> yeah, well, it says I'm sorry. It says Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> as he was as he was known in the Midwest. Oh my God. And then the moral of the show. What am I tipping off here? Stop! Stop it! Stop going ahead. Okay, so we. Are you going to go to the next episode? Stop it. (laughs) Is is there another act I'm missing? Stop it. So the boys kiss and don't kiss. And then they go into Dracula's like tomb for some reason because on some kind of like hunch. They they felt like they had raging hard clues. We don't think it's the mayor. We think it's actually Dracula. Uh, I got a clue. So they go into the tomb and then they break into. the, The thing is is that we're shown that Frank actually can identify a button that makes anything happen, which is a re- real big revelation. <laughs> so what do you mean? Well, no, he, he said finds he, the button on the crest that opens the door to Dracula's tomb. Immediately, Whoa. immediately. Joe says, you're never going to get in there. It's been sealed for a thousand years. And Frank immediately touches the button on the crest and it, he opens. knows how to push your buttons. And then as soon as it opens, this happens. Oh Jesus! No, Sorry. it doesn't. It no, doesn't. It doesn't. But I just want you to no, know. I actually have it right there in the notes. Fourteen happens right there. It does. Uh, yes. oh, I was kidding. That's this number fourteen. Is, this is like a whole. Uh, this is like a whole Hellraiser thing where they spend the whole movie talking about how complex the box is, and then the first schmo that puts their hands on it like presses it <laughs> once and it fucking opens up. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, movies are stupid. Um. So yeah, so that yes, okay. So so long story short, god damn it, you just you tipped it like one line too early. Yes, they go into the the tomb and and it's Lauren Green dressed up like a Dracula. And Lauren Green is made of people. Lauren Green is made of people. You damn dirty apes. Um, and, uh, he he corners both the boys, both the interested one and the completely uninterested <laughs> one, up against the door that won't open. Uh, and he's got one of those uh, fancy torches in his hand. Yeah. And there's a, a pit below them that apparently goes to a different dimension. <laughs> there's a sound effect there that literally sounds like a resonator is happening. Like they get <laughs> go from beyond if they fall in. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's very com- well. So that's what happens. The boys try to run out the door. They came in and Dracula Lauren Green pulls a rope. Yeah, and the door closes, and the trap door next to the door opens up. Very convenient. Yes. Seems it's like an in the last like two minutes, it turns into House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> Vincent Price, <laughs> it's like the whole acid bath. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it opens a trap door to a different, <laughs> different dimension. <laughs> and I think when that happens, it also opens a porthole, uh, like to the other side of of the room, because then Nancy and the mayor and the rest of the townsfolk rush in. To save the boys from Dracula. Like, where do they fucking come from? We learn that Nancy Drew has a secret power that we've never seen before. She can blast people with a percussive sound wave (laughs) out of the mouth. 
All it takes is the word stop. And this elderly man just careens into this open pit that he knows is there. That's true. And he was like four feet from it. Like she really has a strong, powerful voice. No, he pirouettes. He's practically doing that Russian can-can dance over to this thing to fall into it. He's like Paul Atreides. Her her voice is a killing word. Wow. Oh man. All right. So, so he's, he's like, like hanging on for dear life. Uh, yeah. Lauren green Dracula is hanging on yeah. there because Nancy <laughs> we're not somehow... going to let him fall into the pit no. of despair. No, we're we not should that kind that. of person. He still has to shoot Battlestar Galactica. We can't kill him. <laughs> true. We can't kill him just yet. So they pull him out and, um, and the, uh, the cops show up too, and they arrest him. They and put Wolf Howl and we're out. No, 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 no. no. We'll, <laughs> oh, well, no. no. I don't, I don't know why we end up at his like wardrobe, but we do. He needs his hat. Oh, that's no, right. Before hat. he goes to jail, he needs his hat. So he walks into his wardrobe that has a, a, a mirror right there. And, uh, the, the cop that has him like he's hand, the cop handcuffs himself and then handcuffs Lauren green to him. Yeah. Right. And then uh, Joe, Sean Cassidy, is looking in the wardrobe mirror at Lauren Green and he's invisible. Like he like this. The handcuffs are floating there in midair. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a reflection because. Because why? Because he's actually Dracula. <laughs> Holy shit. And I'm no vampire expert, but we saw Count Alpo in the sunlight several times. <laughs> hey, you're right. Wait a second. You're not wrong. Not only that, but like at some point in being transported, you know, by the cops, he's going to be in sunlight or, you know, something's going to give him away. No, right. he was in sunlight already. They were yep. hanging out. Yeah. 100% when he was drinking that very tall glass of wine. That's which right. Is something you're also not supposed to do if you're Dracula and I'm going to be that person. Um, he's in straight sunlight. I can't remember. Was the wine smoking? No, that <laughs> no, was the cider. Okay. The cider. Yeah. Okay. The cider. Yeah. Then, yeah. then you're correct. If the wine was smoking, it's fine. If, if not, yeah, that's then, the yeah. nighttime drink. You have wine during <laughs> the there, day, smoking cider at night. Is there a rhyme for that? I like to vape my cider. <laughs> smoking cider at night. Sailor's delight. Sailor's delight. Right. Sailor, yeah. <laughs> smoking wine at day. Vape away. Vape right away. <laughs> yeah. Vape away. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> All right. Well, so that was it, right? Yeah. They caught him. Yeah. They the caught end. him. He's he's a vampire or is he? We don't we don't know. Maybe Joe. No, he's definitely Dracula. Or, yeah, or he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Well, <laughs> yeah, that does sound a lot like a, a fucking Scooby-Doo episode. Really? This whole thing and could have been done animated. Can I get a werewolf count for the actual episode <laughs> and then a werewolf count for this episode? Oh Christ! Who knows? I've been because I feel like we button. did it like eighteen, twenty six times, maybe. But yeah, the actual show not so much. What was it, Patrick? How many total wolf counts? A uh, fifteen total. Okay, uh, that's a that's a solid amount for an hour and a half of television. That's a shitload of werewolf. Yeah. To our listening audience, if you want to get good and lit. this is this is the drinking game for you cripes all right so if we had to say we learned something at the end of the show like the moral of the story what what would that be jeff what do you think i don't know if it's a a moral but if your cast sings the entire song it's free and you don't have to pay royalties (laughs) oh scott what's Uh, yours i would say when in doubt 
always pad your scenes with leather boots, bats on a stick, and Paul Williams, preferably while high. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and I did get an erection during the boot scene. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Wait, is that your moral that boots get you hard? Sure. Okay. No. <laughs> What's your no, the moral? The moral is uh, I actually looked it up. Uh, Paul Williams is five foot two. Yeah. And I <laughs> the end. Please say the that's end. The moral of the story that seems is like it should be it. And that's the, the size of the bat puppet. They, no. that's, how, that's how big he is. I wanted to see if he was the shortest uh, Dracula. And it turns out uh, <laughs> not Dracula. <laughs> It turns out he's not Dracula. Why does the shortest Dracula sound like a kid's book? Turns out that uh, uh, Jonathan Lipnicki was the littlest vampire. Yeah. And that is a joke we will cut out of this episode. I'm leaving it in. I'm so drunk. I blame the werewolves. Oh, for fuck's sake. I think Josh is more. Oh, goddamn. There we go. There we go. Hey. Uh, Fuck it. I think Josh's moral should be you never see Paul Williams and Jonathan Lipnicki in the same place. Wait a second. (laughs) You might be onto something, Scott. Patrick, it's kind of like a Merlin thing. Like they age backwards. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, I was going to say that Dracula is scary, but the scariest monster of all is Paul Williams. (laughs) Um, Patrick, moral of the story, if you you had one, what would it be? If this particular episode of the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew Mysteries is to be believed, Vampires are after our finest art treasures, and we are nearly <laughs> powerless to stop. It's true. That's what right. the fuck is his we motive? Never, yeah. We never explored any of that. Why He's were there lived for thousands of years? Like, why does he need <laughs> this these is paintings? That we confront on Kill by Kill all the time. You have secondary villains oh. who all of a sudden they're like, if I can just get this telekinetic girl to the place where her uncle died, you know. <laughs> Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Right. Like it's on a business plane. I don't know what Count Alpo's business plane is, but he, he fucking sucked at it. Number yes. two, question mark. Number three, profit. I guess. Because <laughs> he's sort of like, I guess, was he doing the inspector job to make a buck? <laughs> yeah. What was that? He, he did it for the pension. That's weird because well, he was he, really he worried about getting forever. So he really has to plan out a lot. <laughs> I felt like kind of the opposite. You just like put five bucks into, you know, an, uh, a 17 something like bank account and you're good when you get to the 20th century. I, I'm sorry. Is your business plan back to the future too? That- <laughs> yeah. Is that wrong? Did I miss him? What's going on? Step uh, two sports almanac. Step three profit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of kill by kill, um, Patrick, plug your shit, buddy. You have the you <laughs> have the kill is, by kill podcast. Yeah, kill by kill. I've been listening to this a lot lately, and it's a great show. I I my one critique, if I had one, and I hope you're. <laughs> I hope you're this open. Is a, this is a common segment in when yeah. people plug their stuff. The hosts critique your show. Yes, please. I hope you're open to this. <laughs> I hope you're open to this critique because I'm just like, <laughs> oh Christ! Sure, I'm I in the top like, ten in Belgium. Hit me with it, Jeff. What? What's what's the big idea? Come on! I love swing. the show. I'm really enjoying it, but I'm just sort of like, I feel like it's missing or not even existing 
in the rom-com area. Like, I don't feel like any of the romantic comedies <laughs> are reviewed. He's right. I don't, I don't feel like any of that is discussed. Not, I think you missed our Skate Town USA episode <laughs> in which we oh. talked about the 1979 disco classic Skate Town USA. Oh, I missed that. There was I, some loving going on in Death Spa, sir. I listened <laughs> to the Friday the 13th, to the Freddy, and I listened to the Exorcist stuff. And I just thought, we feel. I feel like I was missing some of the rom-com stuff, but I didn't know if if you're just getting to that or what. So We're building up to great it. Show, season though. four. You're breaking news <laughs> right here, right now. Have you guys done Chopping Mall? We have not done Chomping Mall. That's you a know, good we one. We were about to do Chomping Mall, and we had a very big guest lined up for it. And oh, uh, then everyone started protesting in the streets about policemen who kill people, and it felt like <laughs> robot cops who kill people. Oh yeah, might not the time. In bad maybe. taste. It might have always been in bad taste, but so was having <laughs> sex in a furniture store. You know yeah. what I mean? True. True. Well. Um, but yes, we go through horror franchises and we talk about what people really don't. And that is the characters in horror films. And we talk about them in the order in which they die, hence kill by kill. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've got uh, lots of episodes for people to choose from. If you want to start in with a, a Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th or Scream, we have all of those for you. And it's, it's a fun time. Come and join us. And you guys do a deep dive on some really crazy stuff. I can't yeah. plug Death Spa enough. <laughs> yes, I, I would <laughs> For also say- turning me onto something I like as deep of a dive as I do into horror. I had never heard of this thing. We had never heard of Mikey before, and it was suggested <laughs> by a listener. And it's this '90s movie about a killer kid who's a real lip Nicky, and <laughs> it is the wildest shit. I just had never seen this thing before. And it is fucking crazy. It is truly batshit. Uh, uh, coming up uh, in October, we have a film called Killer Party, uh, which we call a U-shape. It's amazing at the beginning and amazing at the end and just sinks to the lowest <laughs> of watchability right in the middle. Um, but it is, I had never seen it before. So yeah, we, we find some weird ones along the way and, and the biggies. Just uh, so you know, just between. so you know, this, uh, this episode is going to come out on the 31st of October. So, uh, oh. yeah, if you, uh, if you want to go find that, uh, on kill by kill, you're going to have to go into the past to yes. find that episode. Yes. So. All the way into two weeks ago. Consult your sports <laughs> almanac. <laughs> Put some money you. in a high yield bank account. They can't change the percentage rate. Don't That's worry true. about that. It's a fixed rate CD. <laughs> um, when, in, when in doubt, invest in vampire art. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Patrick, thank you again for joining yes. us. And, thank and you for having me. It was you're the also, best. Also, fuck you for choosing the Hardy Boys and Angie Drew Mysteries. <laughs> yes, I wasn't exactly. going to make it easy on you. No. God love you. There will be some you. nut punching in the future. That's right. <laughs> <My friend. laughs> That's right. Um, well, then and, and, I'll use my sports almanac and get out of it. <laughs> Too damn it, too quick. Well Good played, sir. Choice. Well, I, I, you know what? It's it's been a long time since we all kind of hung out together, and it, it's really nice. Uh, even if we're just doing it virtually in a podcast, uh, good to hang out with you again, PH. Very much. We love you. Yes. Thank you, my friends. And uh, we will we will have you back if this uh, if this experience has not scarred you too much. <laughs> sure, I'll carve um, out a four hour period at night to do this. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, we didn't warn him about that fact. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I, was, I was warned. I thought yeah. you were being coy and funny. <laughs> no, we take a long fucking time. Um, all right. So we we have to pick our, our next episode for the season opener. 
Uh, yes. So, so Patrick, this is a little bit of housekeeping. We're going to ask you to leave. You can just walk out that door, that virtual door there, if you don't mind. Okay. Would you go ahead and <laughs> the door to our studio? Yeah, our fake ass studio. So, just so you guys know, we're doing things a little bit differently uh, this year uh, for picking the episodes that we do for season two. Um, and it's going to be a lot more fun. It's going to be a lot more uh, jovial. And we actually hired an announcer to uh, to do a new segment on our show. We did. His name is uh, is Dennis Satterfield. Dennis, take it away. It's time. That part of the podcast where we find out what we'll be watching next week in a segment we call Pick That Show. All right. So here's, uh, here's how this works. Um, last season, each of us would pick what show and what episode we would get to talk about on the podcast. Uh, this season, we're changing it up a little bit and doing things at random. So before the start of the season, we all picked just some random shows that we thought we may be interested in going over. Um, some of the stuff that I want to go over, maybe Josh doesn't like, or the stuff that Jeff wants to go over, Scott doesn't like, but whatever. We just picked a bunch, uh, and then we're going to randomize them. And uh Whoever gets whatever has to choose the episode. Maybe it'll be awesome. Maybe it'll suck. Um, and we're doing it sort of game show style, right? So it's all going to be random. If you're familiar with the game show Press Your Luck, they had this big board with a bunch of prizes and it would randomly, they'd hit a button and it would randomly uh, move the cursor around the board. And if they stopped on a prize, great, they would get that prize. If they stopped on what they called a whammy, they would have uh, uh, their entire prize money wiped out. Since we don't have any prize money, what we're going to do for our whammy is something called a Cantley. Yes, our friend Sean Cantley from the I'm Not Crying, You're Crying podcast picked a couple of really shitty shows. At least I told him to pick the shittiest ones he could think of. And the idea is if we land on one of the shows that we chose before the season, maybe it'll be good, maybe it won't. But if we land on a Cantley, it's probably going to fucking suck. So that's basically <laughs> how it goes. Um, we have no idea what the Cantleys are. We're going to find out when you find out uh, when we hit the randomizer. So when and if. When and if. And we should mention that there's a penance in here, which is uh, oh, if yeah. we land on a Cantley, then Mr. Cantley has to join us in the pain. That's right. He's got to <laughs> he's got to go over the show with us and, and appear on the podcast, which he did before. And the reason we picked Sean to find the shitty one, because he found one of the worst of last season that <laughs> he's a really crap did. out of this world. What a bad show that was. He really, it was Punky <laughs> Brewster without the budget. Ugh. <laughs> Yes, with or without any redeeming qualities. All right, yes, so without anything really. Uh, so last season. <laughs> all right, so that's if you don't know who that is. That was uh, our impression of Donna Pascal. All right, so yes. um, <laughs> so this season we're going to start with Jeff. Jeff, oh, you are going to pick the first, first up at one, bat. the first okay. episode. All right, okay. so are you ready to I pick? that show i guess i am oh jeff wait before you spin jeff yeah don't mess this up okay Please, yeah. yeah don't don't fuck it up dude i don't Please. i i will pray to the gods not to get no no cantley's and no larson's please oh no larson's. <laughs> please no larson's all right here we go okay. and spin the board jeff ready okay <laughs> no cantley's no cantley's no cantley's no larson's stop Greatest American Hero. Hey, hey all right. nice. Well, that's done, a good sir. one. Well done. All right. All right. 
Not too bad. Okay, so now that's that's the show that we do. Jeff, okay. you go back and research and pick uh, the greatest American hero episode that you want to go over. Thank you very much, Jeff. Thank, Thank you. you for playing. We'll oh, see you next time Yay. on Pick That Show. I mean, greatest American hero. That can't be bad, right? No, it's a I'm, good show. I like that show, and I watch that show pretty religiously. So yeah. I was into that show. Although so we, I kind of don't remember how it ends, but I love that show. I think um, he becomes even greater and more American in the yeah, final season. I assume that he just gets know. more great and Great, more greatest and more American. <laughs> yeah, that, and American and tracks. And, and, and. Um, all right. Well, so hopefully this is a good way to do it. And look, once again, it's up to you. Jeff, you pick the episode of the TV show, Greatest American Hero. It could be a good one. It could be a bad one. It could be a well. Me- obviously, I'm going to pick the most awesome episode. Do your research, homie. Do I will. your goddamn research. All right. Well, that's it. That was our special, and um, this will uh, lead up to season two premiere, which should yeah. happen in a Woo-hoo. week or so. So, this, if this airs on the 31st, Halloween spooky, happy Halloween, everybody, and drink again. Everybody drink. All Williams wasted by the end of this episode. Uh, we will have the season premiere on Friday, which is November something. I don't know <laughs> what, the, what the calendar is. But yeah, that'll be yeah. Greatest American Hero wow. Inside the Idiot Box season premiere season two. God Yay. damn it. All right. Well, uh, that's it. We've wasted enough of your time. Thank you guys for, uh, for listening to us. And um, see you on season two. Good night, everybody. Thanks, Patrick Hamilton. Happy Halloween, everyone. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>